Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Today we're going to talk about what it means for us to belong together. And we're going to focus on, well, you were kind of right, to be honest. We're going to focus on, on giving, on, on stewardship, on the resources that God gives us, but not just, you know, individually. So we're not going to try to hone in on one or two of you here and make you feel guilty. The idea here is that in this series of belonging that God has gifted us, yes, individually, but then also as he gathers us together, he's gifted us. And so our belonging together and our focus today is as we give together. Now, as soon as we talk about stewardship, you know, money, giving, I know some of you already, you're like, just shut down, I'm not going to listen, you know. But, you know, do you know that Jesus talks a lot about money? A lot about, you know, the resources that we have. And there's a reason that he does that because even long ago, the people then had the same struggles that we have when it comes to understanding our gifts and our resources and where they come from and whose they are and why it is that we give. In fact, you know, as we talk about that, did you know that, that Americans are, are considered some of the most generous people in the world overall? It's kind of, you know, interwoven within the culture, the fabric of our nation that we are generous people. We are generous, you know, when there's a need in locally or, or nationally, even globally we respond. And sometimes we do that as, you know, people, you know, grassroots movements take care of like, you know, floods and earthquakes, you know, catastrophes around the world or in the community, to even when our government steps in, our government gets involved partly because that's part of the fabric of our nation, also because it's good politics to help other nations and help our allies. But here, you know, we talk about giving, you know, and, and giving overall in the United States is kind of on an uptick. It's going up. More people are giving. We're, we're being a little more generous. But as, as that generosity is going up, the giving to the church is going down. And there's probably a number of reasons for that. As we've talked here before, and we kind of kicked this series off, talked about belonging, that a lot of us are connected but as we're connected, we're disconnected in that connectedness. In other words, we don't really have a sense of true community, a real sense of belonging. You know, we'll take it back. A lot of you here, not all of you, a lot of you here can remember 40 years back. Some of you can remember 50, 60 years back. Some of you a little further, further back than that. But, you know, you start stepping back a number of decades into our nation. And, you know, on Sunday morning, almost everybody was where? They were in church because there was a social obligation to be in church. And everybody had at least a little something they put in the offering plate as the offering plate went by because it was a social obligation. And so we had the social obligation of being there and of giving every week that you were there. And you were probably there about 48, 50 weeks out of the year. Well, as our culture continues to change, that sense of social obligation of being there on Sunday morning is changing. And, and then because we live in a culture where, where, where life is busy and, and there are activities and things that now happen on Sundays, you know, and, and sometimes families, you know, feel this sense of tension between, you know, being here and, and being, you know, you know active and, and family activities that sometimes they're not always here. And so we, we used to be that people are here every single week, almost every single week, to about every two or three weeks, to about every four or so weeks. Now we're up to like four to six weeks. If someone's here in about every four or six weeks, that's kind of an average worshiper nowadays. And, you know, and, and I say that to you, not, and I'm not making anybody feel bad about that, who might do that. Uh, and if you're not here, you know, you've 
wouldn't know that maybe we're talking that way. But, they, 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 but that also means that usually people give when they are here. And so if you're here every week, you know, and, and we're all here every week, that, that you know, impacts the giving. And then if we're only here every four weeks or so and we give when we're here, that impacts the giving. But so as we talk about, you know, we're giving, again, it's not just the individual and, and sharing those resources that God has given us, but it's also us together. And it's part of what it means for us to live as a community of believers. Because that portion of Scripture from Acts 2 also has with it, and they shared everything that they had. In other words, they saw this togetherness they had, and it wasn't just this koinonia, this great fellowship, this connection, this care for one another, that they were praying together and, and celebrating you know, what Jesus had done for them and receiving God's word. But they also you know, saw one another's needs and made sure that they were caring for one another and caring for others within their community. It's one of the reasons the early Christians were known for that sense of generosity and care. You know, if you didn't know this, we're part of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. You know, and as part of that, you know, we have, you know, these the statements on stewardship. And this is a great statement we have. You can find this on the LCMS webpage. It says, Christian stewardship is the free and joyous activity of God's family, the church, in managing life's resources for his purpose. That's a great statement. I love that. And I'm going to share that with you just because, you know, we're going to focus in on that. Where really, it comes from a number of different scripture verses, and we're going to touch on some of those this morning. But as we talk about that, you know, how is it, why is it we give? You know, giving, we, we're giving out of our giftedness. We give out of our giftedness. So we talk about giving out of our giftedness you know, we look at passages like here, 1 Chronicles 29, 14. This is David speaking here. Let's read these words together. Everything comes from you. We give you only what has come from your hands. So how much comes from God? Everything. Is there anything that doesn't come from God? No. Yet we, we often live, and this is partly one of the strengths and one of the weaknesses of our American culture, kind of the fabric of our identity. And, and you find, you know, as, as I've traveled around and, you know, we've been to Poland a number of times on the mission trip, that the, the, one of the things that they, they appreciate that there's a sense of, you know, we, we have done it ourselves and we, we like to get things done kind of spirit within America. In fact, there's an idiom, and I love, you know, idioms. You think about, you know, that we are a people that if you're down and out, that if you did it yourself, you pulled yourself up by your what? See, a lot of us know that idiom. And this idea that, you know, I did it my way. And so, you know, I, I got here, and, and Randy, because I know from the back, you can tell what that is. It got here, a jar of M&Ms, right? Whose jar of M&Ms is this? It's mine, because I went to Walgreens and I bought it. <laughs> but you're right, I know, we know what Scripture says, yet we often feel like, it's mine. I bought it. I worked hard. These are my M&Ms, so I can enjoy them the way that I want to. You know, and when we have that attitude, it's really hard for us to think that we can share that. You know, I'm the one that got this. I'm the one that, you know, worked hard. I'm the one that sweat for it. You know, I, I, I did this. Especially this idea that, you know, I, I was at the bottom. I made my way up. This is all mine. And yet we hear again in Scripture, this is not mine, is it? It's all God's. It, it all belongs to God. Everything we have, David says, it comes from you. So really what David is saying in the context of this verse here is that everything that we give you, everything we return to you, Lord, 
it already belongs to you. Psalm 24.1, let's read this together. The earth and everything contains the Lord. So the earth, everything within the earth, you know, God is the creator of all things. And everything within the earth, everything that it contains, it all belongs to God. You see, we give out of our giftedness. We give out of the gifts that God has given to us. So we think about, you know, these, these M&Ms here, and, and if they represent all the gifts that God gives us, you know, money and otherwise, time, talent, treasure. If we give, Dale's going to be God here. If we give God, you know, thank you. there you go. I gave God one M&M. Now you can eat that, Dale, if you want. You're going to. Um, you know, how many of the M&Ms are God's? All of them, right? Now, if I get a little more generous with, with God here. Oh, thank you. Now, now God, has, God has more M&Ms, right? How many of the M&Ms are God's? All of them are. You see, it doesn't really matter what we give, whether we give this or give that. You know, we give out of our giftedness, but out of the giftedness that we have is a gift from God. And for us to understand that it is not ours, it is God. It is what God has given us. But not only is that monetary gifts, here in 1 Peter we hear these words. Let's read together. As each of you has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied gifts. Grace. So Peter is talking not about monetary gifts here, but more of those spiritual gifts, those experiences, those talents that we have, those of us who are good at music and, and good at teaching and good at serving and good at helping and, and leading and, and all the other ways that we can give. But also, again, it's not just about me or not just about you. It's about all of us together and the gifts that God has given us so that we are good stewards, good managers of the resources that God has given to us, all of that he has given to us in his son, Jesus Christ. Giving out of our what? Our giftedness. Now, Martin Luther um, talks about, you know, giving out of our giftedness and that, that sense of generosity that's a part of our lives. He talks about three conversions, and maybe you, you've heard this before. As he talks about these three conversions, he talks about there's three conversions that happens in the life of, of a follower of Jesus, of a Christian. The first is the conversion of the spirit, that our spirit is converted. The second is the conversion of of our heart. So our spirit is converted, you know, you know, God's spirit works in our lives. Our heart is now converted. And then the final one, which is probably the most difficult one, that is probably a lifelong challenge for all of us, is the conversion of this purse. Now, how many of you carry a purse? Not many of you do. I say, I carry my wife's like, you know, I'm a guy, you know, I don't really carry this thing. But you know, the, the language here, of course, you know, from 500 years ago, 502 years ago, you know, when the Reformation, so is that the purse would have been something like a bag, but, you know, everybody had something. But, you know, in other words, purse, wallet, bank account, whatever it is, you know, that is a final conversion. That, that is a place where God really works, and that's why Jesus spoke often to that. In fact, the conversation that Jesus had with a rich young ruler, Mark chapter 12, this guy comes and he's like, you know, what do I have to do in, to inherit eternal life? How do I know for certain that I have God's blessings and his promise of salvation? And 
He's like, what does the law say? Jesus asked. Well, it says, you know, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. You know, that, that, that's the way it is. And, and he goes, and I've done all these things. I've, I've obeyed the commandments. I've been a good guy. But see, Jesus looks into his heart, and, and he knows ultimately what's holding his heart is his purse, his money, his possessions. And he's asking him to let go of that so that he can really hold on to God's grace. He says, go and sell everything that you have and give it to the poor. Not that that was going to make him right with God, but that was, that was holding him up. That was restriction from him holding on to God's grace. It was for him a mind and heart set of giving and living out of the giftedness that God had given him. Well, giving out of our giftedness and giving out of God's gift to us. So I've got a passage here. You may be familiar with this passage, but I chose a different translation just because, hey, it's different. John 3.16, you guys know that passage? All right, so that we can say it all together, we got this different translation. Let's just read it. Try not to go from memory, or we'll be in all different directions. God loved the world this way. He gave his only son that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God loves the world this way. This is how God loved the world. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. I mean, this is the greatest gift that God has given to us. Yes, God has given us everything we have. Jar of M&Ms, you know, a car, a house. Some of us have a nicer car, a nicer house. You know, bigger wardrobe, smaller wardrobe. Some of us have bigger and smaller paychecks and retirements. But all that we have, God has given to us. But the greatest gift that God has given to us as we talk about giving out of our giftedness, is a gift that God gives to us in his son, Jesus Christ. The God of the universe loves you so much that he gives his son, Jesus Christ. That blood that is shed for you, that life that was given for you, we give in response to that gift. And that leads us to our next point, giving out of a cheerful heart. You see, we talk about giving, and, and, and often what can easily happen when we give here in, a, in, in the church, and, and I, I've heard it, and I probably have done this sometimes, you know, there, there's kind of three mindsets when it comes to giving. One mindset when it comes to giving, putting something in the offering plate, you know, being willing to serve or do something within the church, is that you give because you have to. Have you ever felt that way before? You give because you have to. And when you do that, it's law. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're giving, you know, the tithe 10%. I mean, I, I, I love the tithe as a challenge. But I'm a little hesitant to make that law because if I make it law, then I think we miss what Paul gets to. When we get to that scripture verse here again that we read or heard um, a little earlier, that we give because we have to give, that's law. We're not driven by the law. We're driven by God's greatest gift to us, the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. Another mindset that we have is that we give because you ought to give. Similar, but subtly different. Have to give is law. Ought to give is obligation, which really is still law, by the way. But, you know, we have this sense of obligation. I'll be honest, that, that's one of the sometimes where I get myself, especially when I first started ministry, you know, you know how it is as a young family, and money's kind of tight, but it's like, I, I feel like i obligated to give 10% or something, so that because I'm the pastor. You know what's wrong with that? 
My motivation was obligation because I'm the what? The pastor, and I, don't, I didn't do it from a cheerful heart. I did it from an obligated heart and, and the role that I saw myself as a pastor. Now, it's true, you know, it's hard for me to get up and say, you should give generously if I'm stingy, you know, but doing it because I have a cheerful heart, a heart that celebrates God's grace and forgiveness. And so the third mindset is that you give because you want to give. You want to give because of God's grace. Paul's words here in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, we're going to take this and kind of split this verse up. Let's read this together. Each of you should give whatever you decided in your heart to give. So here, you know, what Paul is talking about is, you know, that we, we have this mindset. We, we've made a decision. It's not, you know, getting to church and saying, oh, nuts, you know, and, and going through and finding really quick the smallest bill that, you know, you can throw in the offering plate. It's making a decision to say, okay, when I, I'm coming to church, I'm going to give to the Lord. I'm going to give for all the giftedness that he's given to me and especially for the greatest gift that he's given to me in Jesus Christ. I'm deciding this not by law, not by obligation, but by God's grace. I'm going to give because I have a heart that's been changed by God's grace, his love for me and Jesus Christ. It's, you know, and, and you, can decide, you can decide to give however you want to give, whether you decide to give by cash or a check and you put that in the, in the envelope, or whether you give by you know, going online and giving. We've got a number of folks who do that, or you text give. You, know, you can do that, or you do it like I do, and I do this for a reason. Um, I like to give through my bank. It's set up so when my paycheck comes in the next day, the check goes to Holy Savior because I would stick the envelope in my, off, or my pocket, and then I get busy shaking hands and visiting people, and I pull that suit out like two weeks later, and I go, oh, here's my offering. I'll do that. And I've done this before, and then like two or three weeks later, I wear that same suit, and I go, oh, look, there's my offering. Oops. And so it, it, it's just it's a decision to say, this is what I'm going to give, and I'm going to do this, so I've got that set up. Also, if I'm ever gone, you know, that gift is there. But making that decision to give in our hearts. Again, this is a heart that's been changed in Jesus Christ. And again, just like we talk about, not law, not obligation, but God's grace. Let's read these words of the second portion of 2 Corinthians 9, 7. You shouldn't be sorry that you gave or feel forced to give since God loves a cheerful giver. You see, it's giving out of a cheerful heart. A heart that lives in God's grace and celebrates his love celebrates what he has done for us in Jesus Christ. A heart that understands that everything I have, God, is a gift from you. All that I have really is yours, and I'm just giving you a portion of what you've given to me. Now, again, we could get up here and we could talk, again, about stewardship and, and, and talk about, you know, a tithe and hammer the tithe really hard. And I'm not, Again, I'm not downing the tithe, but I don't want to hammer the tithe you know, it, it, the tithe is a great challenge because it's a decent enough portion of our resources that we, we, we see, that we sense that when we do that. But again, you don't want to do that by law. You don't want to do that by obligation. We want to do that out of grace. Now, the average gift, you know, at Holy Savior, I don't know your personal amount. I just know the average. The average gift at Holy Savior is about where the nation is at, maybe just a little bit below that. We're at about 2% is the, is the average gift. You know, and some of us give less than that, and some of us give more than that, but, you know, around 2%. But as we talk about giving here again, we're talking about giving, not just pointing out to people saying, you're not giving enough, you're not doing enough, you're doing, 
you know, oh, yeah, you're good, you're good, you're good. But how do we give? And how do we give not individually, but ultimately how do we give together? So these words here again from stewardship. Christian stewardship is a free and joyous activity. So we've got to make sure that it's understanding free, that we do it by God's grace, not by law, not by obligation. It's joyous. We are cheerful about this because we are thanking our God, the creator of the universe, the God who loves us and saves us. And we do this as a part of what? God's family, the church. That we pour into his family, his church, for his purpose. Because we have a shared identity, a shared mission, and a shared purpose. Well, you know, what we're going to do here is, is we talk about this, because I don't want to put a challenge out there, but I don't want to put a challenge just for those who are not wherever that mark is. So rather, a challenge for all of us in our understanding and our giving of those resources. And this is a 1% challenge. A 1% challenge is a challenge for each and every one of us to increase our giving by 1%. So if you're, you know, giving the average of 2%, that you would increase the giving to 3%. If you are giving, you know, zero, that you'd increase that to one. If you're giving seven, you increase that to eight. If you're giving 10, you increase that to 11. If you're giving 99%, you increase that to 100. But it begin to imagine what that does for us. One, we want to make sure that we do this not out of law, not out of obligation, but out of what? Out of God's grace. Out of cheerful giving, saying, this is where I belong. And I belong here because this is a great place to belong. Because here is where God's gifts, his word, his sacraments are offered. Here is a place where I'm connected. This is the community of believers where I am here. And we have an identity in our baptism. We have an identity as God's people here at Holy Savior. And we have a mission and we have a purpose in sharing that love. And we want to see this go forward. You know, we have the tables out here that we'll have the next number of weeks here and from Financial Peace, if you want to work on your finances and to signing up for Sunday school and confirmation classes and what else is out there? There's other stuff. I go look at the tables. Anyway, stop looking at the tables. And there's even some fun stuff. You know, you, know, you can get, be in a drawing to um, win some tickets to like football, basketball, Baseball, girls basketball, boys basketball. But, you know, it's some Nebraska stuff. You, anyone Husker fans? A few of you. Okay. So, you know, but the, the, and then also is, is a challenge for us to pay down that debt. You know, keep paying down that debt. You know, right now, if we stay in the same path we're on, instead of taking seven years to pay that debt off, we could pay that debt off in about three years. So that would save us four years. That means in that time frame, to get that debt paid off, we'd be able to add additional full-time called worker, like a DCE, to our staff. But that 1% challenge, you know, even now, if we'd walk away and say, talk as a family, you know, talk, you know, husband and wife, and say, what do we think? Pray about it. So that it's not law, it's not obligation, it's truly a cheerful heart that says, you know what, we're excited about what we could do. With 1% more, our gift, though it may seem small, like the widow's might, you know, together, that gift grows. Because it's not just, you know, my one single gift. It's my gift with the gift that everyone else offers here today. And what we can do with more. How we can share with one another. How we can uplift one another. How we can care for one another. And how we can reach our community and world in Jesus Christ. A 1% challenge. Together we challenge one another to increase our giving by 1%. Not by law. Not by obligation. By what? By grace. By Christ. You see, there's kind of a running theme in this Belong series. We are connected in Christ. 
we are rooted in Christ, and we are cheerful givers in Christ. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks and praise for the great gift of your love. We give you thanks and praise because that is the greatest gift we could ever receive. We don't deserve that gift. We don't deserve any gift, any of the resources we have. Everything we have, Lord, belongs to you. And, Lord, sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we want to hold on to it. Sometimes we're a little stingy. Sometimes we give out of law and obligation. But, Lord, our prayer is your spirit to work in our hearts today. That, Lord, we are always giving cheerfully. We're always giving cheerfully because of the greatest gift you've given to us. That we're giving out of the grace you give to us in Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that you'd help us to wrestle through this challenge of a 1% increase. Lord, so that together, together, Lord, responding to you, your gift, we can do more for your kingdom and your kingdom's goals. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.